Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. And we're in our third week of a, this series called God With Us. Where we're looking at <coughs> God's presence with us through the difficult seasons and the, the, the different seasons of our lives. Uh, we've been discussing lots of different things. This is all leading up to next Sunday. Next Sunday, we will not be here. Don't forget, we'll be at the Grand Theater where we will be having our, our Christmas at the Grand. It's our Celebrate Family at the Grand next Sunday, 11 a.m. Remember, 11 a.m., only one service, 11 a.m. We're going to have our choir singing as well as um, we have some special things that we have planned for you. Our kids' choir will be singing. Our junior kids' choir will be singing. Just a wonderful day to really kind of usher in the Christmas season. And so we need your help this week. This week is the push week. Um, we need your help to really push it on social media uh, push it through Facebook, if you have Instagram, if you have uh, whatever other social medias you have. If you can help us out uh, by pushing, pushing, pushing uh, the invite for people to come out and join us for our Christmas at the Grand. It's going to be a great time, 11 a.m. next Sunday, okay? And then the following Sunday, we have two Christmas Eve services that you can join us. We will not have Sunday morning Christmas uh, Eve service on the 23rd. It will be 6 o'clock Christmas Eve Eve night, the night before, uh, 23rd at 6 p.m., and then the 24th at 9 p.m. Two different services, same same service, I'm sorry, two different times, same service, okay? So please come join us. Our, our choir will be doing a number, as well as uh, the band will be doing some carols that we can sing along with, uh, and, and then we're going to have an inspirational message. So thank you so much. Please invite people to come join us for that as well. So in this series, we have a key verse that's been kind of driving us through the last several weeks. Uh, if you would, stand to your feet as we read our key verse, Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. It says, look, everybody say, look. Look with some excitement. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him what? Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Father God, let your word speak life to us today. Thank you for uh, the last several weeks you encouraging hearts, inspiring lives, changing people's hearts, and touching people's lives. Thank you for what you've already done. We look forward to what you're going to do here today. Let your word come to life in our hearts today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As you're seated today, um, just forgive me a little bit. I was I, uh, I'm kind of fighting a little chest thing, uh, so I'm going to do my best. If you'll listen, uh, then I'll preach hard, all right? Um, so there, we're learning where we experience God in different seasons of our life. We've been learning over the last couple of weeks so that we can experience God through the different highs and lows that life brings. Our first week, we learned that he is God with us in the valley. 
that when we go through valley times, we go through low times in our life, God is always and will forever be with us. And we've been discovering um, some great truths about this. And this is what we learned our first week. This is the key thought. We enjoy God on the mountaintop, but we get to know God in the valley. I'm going to say that again. We enjoy God on the mountaintop, but we get to know God and experience his, his intimacy in the valley. Last week, we learned a powerful message about the wilderness, journeying through the wilderness. And remember I said last week, if you weren't here, go online and listen to it. I said that there are times we go through the wilderness, we feel completely alone. We feel completely des- desolated and, and out on our own. But we have to remember that God is not in the fire. He's not in the earthquake. He is in the whispers of our life. Because when we whisper, it draws us close to listen to what he's going to say. He whispers to us in the wilderness of our life. And I, here was the key thought last week. It was our deepest need becomes a great gift when it drives us to depend on God. Today I want to talk with you about God's presence in the storm. God's presence when we're going through a storm. The reality is this. Every single one of us today are at different seasons of life. You're either going into a storm, you're in the middle of a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. Now, I know that's not really encouraging for any of us today, except for those of you that are coming out. But the fact is, all of us are either going in, in the middle of, or coming out of a storm or a trial in our lives. Because life can be, and is at many times, difficult. Right? Life is difficult. There's pain, there's pleasure, there's suffering, and there's victory. There's highs and there's lows. Life can be difficult. And when we go through the difficulties of life, our natural response is to ask, where are you, God? It's to ask, God, what is going on? If you're a good God, then why am I going through this storm that I'm facing right now? So many times, uh, storms that we see, you know, in America, we get hit with hurricanes on, on the coast, and we hear about these different hurricanes, and they give these hurricanes names, right? And, uh, in fact, an interesting fact about the hurricanes is that before 1954, the hurricanes were named after geographical locations. Well, in 1954, the meteorologists got this idea that they needed to call the hurricanes a name. You know what they started? They started with their wife's names the meteorologist now how flattering is that go home and tell your wife hey hon i named a hurricane after you it came in it destroyed people's lives and led a what a wake of devastation just for you baby i thought of you right not good but think about this that's kind of what sometimes we could do with people there's there's people in our lives they're like hurricanes you know our situations are like hurricanes Our boss comes in, and we call him Hurricane Howie. He comes in and blows the room up, you know. Uh, Our our spouse says or does something that that bothers us, and we we say, you're like a wrecking ball. You're like a hurricane. You're like a, a tornado. You're coming and destroying everything in your wake. Maybe it could be your hurricane today may be called the hurricane of divorce or the hurricane of financial uh, struggle 
the hurricane of depression, the hurricane of relationship broken down. When hurricanes and when storms come, they leave a wake of devastation and they're left, there's left with only the mess to pick up. So many times whenever these things happen, we blame God. We question God. We ask God why and where are you and why is this going on? We, we, we get upset with God. We get angry with God because we know he could do something about it. So why doesn't he? Well, a key thought I want to give you today that I've been giving you every single week. Write this down in your notes. If you're taking notes, write this down. Never allow the presence of the storm to cause you to doubt the presence of God. Never allow the presence of the storm to make you doubt the presence of God. And I want to I want to look at the scripture today that's going to kind of uh, uh, kind of build this up. It's Acts 27. If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts 27. So it's, it's kind of a long story, but I'll give you kind of background of the story and then I'll kind of tell you where we're going to go with it today. Um, in this particular passage, we have the, our our Bible hero known as Paul and Paul is getting on a ship. Uh, God is using him to go do powerful things around the world. And he gets on the ship and when he gets on the ship, uh, the sailors are trying to to, they're trying to get their bearings of where they're, what port they're going to go out of. And Paul tells them, he says, hey, we need to go out of this port. And the sailors, and the captain, of course, didn't listen to this commoner. What does he know about going out? We're sailors. We'll, we'll, do, we, we'll do what we want to do. We'll say what we want to say. We'll go where we want to go. So here's where the story picks up. So uh, here's what happens. They're, they go out of a different port. They don't go out of the port that Paul said. They go out of a different port, and here's where it picks up. It says this says, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, the storm continued raging. So they go out of this port, and now they're hit with this massive storm. says, we finally gave up all hope. So they're at a point of desperation. says, after they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them, and this is just like classic Paul. Paul stood up before him and said, men, you should have taken my advice and sailed from Crete. He says, then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. It says, but now I urge you to keep your courage, keep your faith, because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Why? Because last night an angel of the God came to me and, and uh, I'm sorry, the angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And when he stood beside me, he basically said, I am with you. So here we have the story of this, this Paul tells them to go out of this port. They don't go out of this port. They go out of this other one. Now they're in the middle of a storm. They fear for their life. They're worried about everything being lost and them losing their life. But Paul says, to them, say, listen, even though you did wrong, I'm going to tell you, God is going to do something and God is going to spare your life. So many today... Feel in that phrase, we finally gave up hope. And so many of us here today, that's where you're at in life. You feel hopeless. You feel like your marriage will never be restored. You feel like your health will never get better. You feel like you'll never get out of the financial debt you're in. You feel like your kids are so far from God, they'll never find their way home. Others of you here today feel like you'll never fall in love. You'll never have somebody to love you and love and be loved back. 
You feel a, a hopelessness, a, a place of desperation and loss. Because when we're in the middle of a storm, everything we, we hold dear feels like it's being broken apart and taken away from, <coughs> taken away from us. We feel vulnerable. We feel like we're losing it all. Here, verse 21 says, a long time they went without food. They went without necessities. But Paul says, don't worry, even though you made a wrong decision, God will spare your life. See, in a lot of Christian circles I grew up with and I even heard of today, a lot of Christian circles, people have this have this blame game going on. They want to blame everybody but themselves for the situation they're in. You know the you know who these are these people are. Don't look at them. You know who they are. Um, they want to blame everybody else but themselves for the situation they're in. They want to blame they want to blame mom and dad and you know they they spanked me too hard when I was a kid and or they didn't they stuck me in a room, you know, and shoved crackers under the door. You know, I mean, they they want to blame everybody. They want to blame uh, their their siblings. They want to blame their boss. They want to blame the music. They want to blame. I mean, everybody's blaming everybody. And no one's taking blame for themselves. Blame the devil. The devil is the one that's doing all this. Well, you know, what's interesting is, is many times the blame and the buck stops <clears throat> here. The devil didn't make you go to, to uh, the devil didn't make you overcharge your credit cards. The devil didn't make you overdraft your bank accounts. The devil didn't make you uh, date somebody. That you knew from the very start you shouldn't be dating in the first place. The devil doesn't make us do anything. We choose to move into places and areas that we know we probably shouldn't do. Your heart broke because you disobeyed God and you got in a situation that you shouldn't have. You, you know, the devil doesn't make us drink alcohol and get drunk. The devil doesn't make us do drugs. He doesn't, you know, possess our body and put the joint up against our lips. Hello? Are you all hearing me? The devil doesn't make us do anything. We choose to go to the places we want to go. And when we do, we then feel it's no one's fault but my own. But see, we live in a culture that doesn't ever want to take ownership for what they do. Am I right? We live in a culture that wants to pass the buck to everyone else because if I can pass the buck, then I don't have to take personal responsibility for my actions. So we have a, we have a culture, we have a community, we have a nation filled with people who are always pointing the fingers but never owning their own sin. Everyone else is at fault but themselves. And so, see, here's what happens sometimes is it's easy for me to believe that God will take me through the storm and bring me out of the storm when he took me into the storm. Okay? It's harder for me to believe that God will rescue me from the storm when I created the storm myself. 
that not right? I don't feel like I can even ask God for help if I created the culture and the environment and the sin that I'm so entangled in. If I did it, how can he rescue me? I'm the one that made this decision. And here's how we do. What we do, we say, I'll get myself out. I'll do it. Because I don't deserve God's grace. I don't deserve God's forgiveness. But according to these scriptures, Paul says, no, no, no. Listen, you did do wrong. But guess what? God is going to get you out of this. God is going to show you grace and favor one more time. Now, others of you here today, honestly, if I just kind of flip the coin, others of you here today, and, and unfortunately, you are in the middle of a storm because of other people. Maybe it's been uh, infidelity. Maybe it's been uh, uh, a decision that was made that was outside your control and it trickled down to you. Kids that are raised in abusive homes, they uh, reap consequent, uh, the, the side effects of that. And so there's some of you today, you're in the middle of a storm because it's your fault. And others of you, it really isn't your fault. Legitimately, it isn't. But that still doesn't give us an excuse to do what we want to do and blame it on everybody else. It's easy, though, I will say, to give up. Remember, never let the presence of the storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. Even though you're in the middle of it, Paul says, I urge you to keep your courage. I urge you not to give up hope. Keep your courage because you nor anyone here will be lost. The ship will be destroyed. The, the circumstance, the belongings will be gone. But you will not lose your life in this. Why? Because he said, last night an angel of God to whom I belong, whom I serve, came and stood beside me. This was symbolic. This was symbolic that God was saying, hey, Paul, I'm with you. And if I'm with you, I'm going to bring you through this. Don't give up hope. We have to be aware that there are angels all the time around us working on God's behalf. Agents of the heavenlies sent down to move in situations on God's behalf. We may never see one. We may never encounter one. But we see the chain reaction of the heavenly host that move all around us. Can I hear amen? He's always, the heavenly host is always around us. God is with us through the different seasons of our life all the time. Whether it be a supernatural being or be his presence. Whether it be that he, we have to understand and believe that God is the God of tomorrow. That God already sees what's going to happen. He's not bound by time. He's not bound by space. He is always hearing our prayers, comforting our hearts, and just directing us when we're lost. God is always with us. Never let the presence of the storm doubt the presence of God. Second Timothy says it this way. Everybody else deserted me. No one stood by me, but the Lord stood by my side and gave me strength. David said, Psalm 16, 8, he said this. He says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. It's all about who's beside you. It's all about who's with you. It's all about who's with the storm. With you in the storm. 
Jesus was on the boat one day with his disciples. You guys may remember the story and they're out on the sea and they're, it's all peace and calm and Jesus is sleeping down below. Well, all of a sudden, a storm comes up while he's sleeping and the storm was really hitting and you gotta remember, uh, this was natural to be on the sea and all of a sudden the storm hit pretty quick and pretty, pretty dramatic. And all of a sudden the storm is on them and all the disciples are scared and they're, they're fearful for their lives. They're thinking they're gonna die. And yet Jesus slept peacefully down below. How could Jesus be so calm? Because Jesus knew this. Real peace is not found in trouble-free life. Real peace is found in the presence of God. You can run and you can hide. You can say, I don't want to go through the storm. But you must remember that when we go through the storms of life, He is there. Whenever... Uh, peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is the presence of Jesus in the middle of our storm. Verse 23, the Lord sent his angel to come for me to tell me he's going to be with me. Paul was not given up. You know why Paul was not given up? Because God was not done with Paul. Some of you need to write this down. If you're not dead, you're not done. If you're not dead, you're not done. God is not done with us until we take our last breath. This side of heaven, he is not done until we see him face to face on the other side. He's not done with us. You're not dead. You're not done. I hear people say all the time, well, I retired from, you know, this at church. I retired from that at church. No, no, you're not dead. You're not done. There's one more person to love. There's one more opportunity that you can serve in. There's one more place or calling that God is calling you to be a blessing to. You're not going down with the storm because you're not dead. You're not dead, so you're not done. There's a purpose for the storm you're going through. And God did not, was not caught by surprise when he woke up, and when you woke up one day and found yourself in a storm, God was not surprised by that fact. There's something in you. God is speaking to you, stirring you, strengthening you to take you to the next place. Because if you're not dead, you're not done. God will bring you through the storm because there's someone you need to help on the other side. God will bring you through the storm because there's a life you need to speak into. Because they're going through a storm right now. And you're out of it, and now you're going to help them come through it. There's a marriage that needs encouraging. There's a, there's a person who needs forgiving. There's depression that needs the light and love and hope of Jesus brought into it. There's someone who's going through abuse today that you may be sitting by them right now. And you're the one that's come through abuse. And you need to speak life into them. Because if you're not dead, you're not done. Verse 25, he says this, so keep your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Keep your faith. It's coming. It's happening because I'm not done. And if he's not done with me, he's not going to let all you go down because I have a calling on my life. You can't control when the storm blows up. You can't control how long or how severe the storm is. 
You cannot control what people say about you. You cannot control what people try to do to you and what they try to come against you with. But you can control your faith. You can control how much and how how much hope you have in God today. My faith today does not rest in what happens with my family. My faith today does not rest what happens to my job. My faith today does not rest in what people say about me. My faith rests solely in who's riding the storm with me. And he's never let me down. So why would I doubt him now? When I feel like the world is coming in, and when I feel like the storm is too great, I don't sit up on top of the ship and watch the waves go by. I go down below in the bow of the belly of the ship, and I find the one who's sleeping peacefully, and I lay down by him, and I say, I will rest with you. Because if you ain't bothered by it, I'm not bothered by it. Psalm 46 says, God is my shepherd. Or, I'm sorry, it says, God is our shelter, our strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not be afraid, even though the earth shake and the mountains fall in the depths of the sea, even though the seas roar and rage and the hills are shaken by violence, I will not fear, for the one who rides the storm is greater than the storm. Jesus stood up. That day he came out of the, the bow of the ship and he, he, I came out of the belly of the ship and he walked up to the bow and what did he say? Peace, be still. It says, at his words, the storm ceased and the waves calmed. And he turned to his disciples and he said, where's your faith? The reason why we fear the storm is because We look at the storm more than we look at our God who can bring us through every single time. He's Emmanuel, God with us. Maybe it's job loss today, relationship fail. Maybe you feel like you've been attacked and beaten by the enemy so many times. Maybe you feel completely alone and feel like you're never going to get through it. But I'm here to tell you, God is with us. This Christmas season, you may feel sadness and you may feel emptiness. You may feel darkness and even maybe depression. You may be going through dark times during this time of year. Can I just encourage you? God is with you. He's he's everything you need. He will never forsake you. He is is what you need. He is your safety. He is your strength. He is your comfort. He is your source. He's your redeemer, your righteousness. He's your friend. He's your hope. And when the storms of life, they come, we're going to lift our head and believe that He is always with us. Because Peace is not found in the absence of the storm. Peace is found in the presence of a good, gracious God who is always with you. Look. (laughs) The virgin will conceive a child. 
She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. True peace is found not found in the absence of storms. It's found in the unwavering faith that he is with us. Bow your heads with me this morning. Father God, come before you today and just thank you, God, that you are faithful. You're a faithful God that that walks with us through the struggles of life. You're a God who sees the pain that we're going through, who sees the fear that we have in the middle of the storm. But God, just as your word tells us, just as you speak into our lives, you never leave us nor forsake us. You're always with us, guiding and directing us, giving us your strength. So God, when we're overwhelmed, we cannot hear your voice. We'll hold on to you. We'll trust you and believe who you are. God, I just pray, let your spirit speak life you're here this morning, head bowed, eyes closed, you're here this morning, you're just going through a storm and you feel maybe fearful, maybe scared, maybe you feel like you can't go on, I'm here just to remind you today, he's always there. He's down below, taking a nap because he realizes he's in control of the storm. Go rest with him find peace with him find restoration for your soul if my heart is overwhelmed and I cannot hear your voice I hold on to what is true though I cannot see these words if the storms of life they come and the road ahead can I will lift these hands in faith. I will believe. I'll remind myself of all that you've done. And the life I have because of your son. Love came down and rest.
Father, help us to be reminded every day that we are yours, that when we go through the trials and struggles of life, we are always with you. That, God, if we're not dead, we're not done. That you're going to bring us through. You're going to give us strength every day to find hope in you, find strength in you. God, let us walk each day believing that we are not alone because we are yours. All our days, we are yours. So, God, may you keep your hand upon us, strengthen our hearts. And, God, just let us continue to be believing that you're God with us. No matter the seasons of life, you're God with us. God, I pray that you just bless each person here today. Let us have a great week this week, God, as we prepare for the grand. Let everything come together. Let us celebrate who you are at the grand. Let us reach many people in our community and share the good news of who you are. Make an impact in this surrounding area, God, for the glory and kingdom of God, we pray. In Jesus' name, everybody said. You have been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa, with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. We thank you for tuning in and would like to encourage you to worship with us if you're in our area. Our Sunday morning service is at 10 a.m., and we have other activities throughout the week for the entire family. For more information, go to crossviewfellowship.com. Thanks again for listening to a ministry of Crossview Church. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.